Well, good morning, Sovereign Grace Baptist Church. Again, we cannot gather together here in one place. But I am praying for you, and I know that God is watching over every single one of us. He is present with each and every one of us at this very moment. And because of that, we can still come to the throne of God together, even though we are in different physical locations. My prayer is that this time apart will come to an end quickly. I am in communication uh, with church leadership here at Sovereign Grace and also in uh, with leadership at the state level for our denomination and other pastors in our community. There are plans being made, uh, decisions being uh, made about how to come back together safely and appropriately, and announcements on that will be coming uh, very, very soon. So please be prayerful about how we gather back together as a church in a safe way, in an effective way, but also in a way that glorifies the Lord and honors His name. Today I would like for us to take a look at a passage of Scripture that I think is very important for our time. I know that we have been in the Gospel of Matthew for several weeks, a couple of months actually, um, but I want to take a pause in Matthew's Gospel because we are now at the point in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 5, where we will begin to talk about and study more in depth uh, the Sermon on the Mount, particularly uh, the Beatitudes uh, that Jesus teaches on. I don't want to start that very important sermon series until we are all back together again. And and so if you will please bear with me. I, I've just in prayer I think it is more important for us to take a look at Psalm 13 today. Psalm 13. In the season that we are currently in of being isolated and separated from each other, uh, being in a situation of unknowns uh, where we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, or next month, next year, it, it, it seems like there is. we are in such a situation right now of uncertainty and of waiting that I think the Lord has something important for us to see about His nature and about His love for us and how we can trust Him in Psalm 13. So please turn to Psalm 13 this morning. And let's read God's word together. The psalmist David writes these words of lament. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. Verse 5. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Let's pray. Dear God Almighty, we all have the 
same cry to you, a common prayer at this time of how much longer, dear God, how much longer, how long do we have to wait? Lord, this is a prayer that is often expressed in the hearts of your people. And sometimes, Father God, we feel like you are distant or at best silent. And we are impatient and we are asking and we are waiting. And dear God, you are hearing. So God, I pray this morning that as we look at your word, as you speak to us through these words, this beautiful psalm of David, Lord, are, is an expression of a desire to you, but also an expression of joy and praise because of your love for us. And so, God, I pray in this season that we find ourselves in of waiting, of isolation, of uncertainty. God, I pray for your love on everybody listening to this sermon today. I pray for your mercies upon us here at Sovereign Grace Baptist Church, that even in the midst of our sorrows and our grief and our lament, of our uncertainties, dear God, as we pray to you and cry out to you, you would remind us of where you are and what you are doing. Please speak to us this morning, Father, in your word. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Psalm 13 has a lot of very important memories for me. This is a psalm that I often go back to in times of uncertainty, in times of fear, in times of turmoil, times when I just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, whatever the circumstance is, whenever I have the prayer to God that is a genuine prayer of how long, dear Lord? And a lot of times those prayers come when I feel that God is silent. And oftentimes we see that in Scripture, that God will practice silence regularly with His people. As they pray to Him, He is listening, but He may be not responding in the time that we want Him to respond. David's psalm here is a song of lament. It is a psalm of crying out to the Lord, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? He says in verse 1. How long will you hide your face from me? These first couple of verses of this psalm kind of help us see that what it is that David is praying for, he is wanting to know where God is. It is as if God is absent. And David wants his presence. David wants the Lord's love and his presence because God's presence brings comfort. God's presence brings stability. And right now, we all share the same experience in this season of COVID-19 and the stay-at-home orders that we pray will end soon. But this Psalm 13, how long, O Lord, will you forget me? Forever? I think that is probably a very shared sentiment with most right now. But we can learn from David's psalm here because these psalms are genuine expressions from the heart. And God is not afraid of these kinds of prayers. God does not look upon the lament, a genuine lament, crying out to the Lord for 
for consolation, crying out to the Lord for peace. Though God Almighty, He is pleased with those kind of prayers. And as David cries out here, how long will this be? I, I can't help but think about uh, our, even our children when they were younger and we would be traveling anywhere. It is a common cry of the children in the back seat. How much longer, Dad? How much longer, Mom? Or even when it comes time for dinner. <laughs> how much longer before we eat, Mom? And a good response from a loving parent is not now. Doesn't mean that you won't receive dinner. It doesn't mean that we will never get to our vacation spot or to grandmother's house as we're going on the road trip. That's not the answer. The answer is not ever. The answer is not now. Maybe that is what God is trying to teach us at this moment. It seems like prior to, uh, prior to the month of March of 2020, all of us were so busy, our lives were so hectic that we just could not find time to slow down and to breathe, much less focus on the Lord's presence. Now, many of these last weeks for myself had been more busy during our stay-at-home order than they were prior. I found myself many oftentimes in this last month so busy that I just could not function. I was so crazy busy. But now we are beginning to settle into our stay-at-home situation. Many of us are finding extra time on our hands. Many of us are finding uh, drudgery, perhaps, or just, what's next? What do we do next? I'm bored. This Psalm 13, I think, could relate to many of us. How long, O Lord, will you forget me? How long will you hide your face from me? And then in verse 2, How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? Psalm 13, verse 2, is often translated in other ways of How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Do you have a lot of ideas going on in your mind that are going all over the place? And is that a prayer that you pray to the Lord? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Another translation of Psalm 13 verse 2 says, How long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? Many people are wrestling with anxiety and fear and concerns for tomorrow. This psalm here expresses that same prayer. But what brings anxiety and what brings lament is this feeling that God's presence is not here. And so we begin to think about the future. We begin to think about tomorrow. When will the end of this COVID-19 isolation end? When will we get back to normal? If we apply that same line of thinking to God, we could say, Dear God, when are we going to get back to normal with church? When are we going to get back to normal, Father, with my communion with you? It is as if, dear God, that we are separated. Are you feeling that way possibly? Even though you're separated from family and friends and co-workers, 
Are you feeling perhaps separated from God Himself during this season? I hope not. But if that's the prayer of your heart, if you honestly feel that, then this is what I want us to see here in Psalm 13, that it is God's presence that we're crying out for, and God has an answer to that. What we need to remember here is that God is a God who is in all places, in all times. He is everywhere at once. He is never too far away from us. See, that's the problem. We, unfortunately, many of us think of God as this being who is somehow transcendent apart from us, and we don't fully understand what this idea of God being transcendent means. Uh, and and that, can, that has actually brought into the church and into theology a very... Uh, I hate to use the word, but it's the best I can figure. It is as if we have distorted the truth of the biblical description of God, and as we have distorted the biblical description of God's own self-revelation about Himself, this idea that He is not some far distant being or this far distant God apart from us. Because that's how we feel in these times of isolation and worry and fear. There is a theology that has taken root in the church, in the American church primarily, um, in the 20th century and in recent decades, and it's, it's called this theology of hope. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the Christian hope. And there is a biblical understanding of hope here. And Psalm 13, I think, is going to actually help us wrestle with this idea of hope. Many of us are looking forward in the future to the end with hope. We hope that we can get back to church together. We hope that we can see our family again. We hope that we can get back to work again. We hope that somewhere in the future, my job will come back. When we think of the word hope, when we think of the idea of hope, we often keep our mindset in a timeline of the future, tomorrow. And that's partly what hope is about. But this theology of hope that has taken grip of the church is a theology that tells us to focus only on tomorrow. Only at someday God will answer your prayer. Someday your problems will go away. Someday you may see your loved ones again. And this theology of hope is problematic because if we only think of God and His nature in this perspective of, well, someday, this suggests that God is to be thought of primarily in relationship to the future rather than the past or even the present. The theology of hope here, if we're not careful, we can take God out of his own revealed nature in Scripture and put God somewhere in the distant future apart from us. And that's the caution I have for us today in Psalm 13, because if we only think about the hope of tomorrow in relation to our anxiety and our fears today, then we have disconnected God from the now. We have disconnected God and His nature from who He truly is. We're thinking about God in the wrong way. 
This theology of hope also is problematic because it suggests that God is transcendent apart from time over time, but not involved in time. God is only in the future apart from the present, and that's the problem. This idea of transcendence as it has been defined in recent centuries, in recent decades, is that God is so far above time and outside of time that he's really not connected with us now, nor was he ever connected with us in the past. And if we think of God that way, we have totally redefined how God has revealed himself in his word. We have to think about who God is. It's this idea that God is immutable. And that's a big theological word, but when we say that God is immutable, it means that God is changeless. This means that God is timeless, but that because when we think about time, we think about change. I don't know about you, but I've changed a little bit in the last month and a half or so. When's the last time you guys, you men, have been able to get to the barbershop? Some of the men out there are starting to look like Chewbacca because all the barbershops are closed and the beauty parlors are closed. You know, we, we change over time. Our hair changes. Our, our, we age. You know, uh, over time, we grow and we mature. Hopefully, most of us who are adults are no longer children. We grow from a childlike state into a mature adult state, but even in in the adult life, we have different stages of time where we mature and we grow and we age. If God is changeless, this implies that he is timeless, which is true, but that we have to think that God is not bound by time. God is not wrapped up in the timeline, and God always has been what he currently is. God has never changed. He always was, is, and will be the same God without any change or alteration. And see, we can't really comprehend that, and that brings us anxiety because we are constantly going through change. That's what brings anxiety to us. At one time, a little over a month ago, life was normal. Now, our circumstances have radically overnight changed, and that brings uncertainty to us. It brings fear and anxiety to us. And that would give us then this attitude of prayer that we see in Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will this go on? How long will this be different? How long will it be before we get back to normal? How long, dear God, must I wait for your answer? But if God is changeless if he is immutable, then I think we can see some hope here in the midst of this situation. You see, in the midst of waiting for relief from this COVID-19 isolation that we find ourselves in, we have hope in the fact that God never changes. You see, we have hope in a future which is right, we have a hope in a tangible, measurable timeline where we know that this isolation that we find ourselves in will come to an end. Parents who are at home with their children right now and not being able to send their children to school and parents staying at home, perhaps not working or working from home rather than their location of work, We have hope that this situation will eventually change. 
So we have hope in a measurable, tangible time frame. We also have hope that God himself is always here. You see, we have to be careful here and understand that if God is changeless, that if God is timeless, it doesn't mean that he is somehow outside of time and not involved with our time. The ever-present God is ever-present here. God himself, his divine presence, is not some distant thing away from us. God's presence is always here. Another thing to know about God is that God is omnipresent, which means that God is everywhere all the time at the same time. That's a big, big idea. Look with me at Psalm 13, verses 5 and 6. The psalmist David, after expressing the genuine sorrow of his heart, David here is expressing his lament, Dear God, how much longer is this going to be? And David continues here, and he actually ends his prayer, his psalm, in verses 5 and 6 of Psalm 13. But I have trusted in your steadfast love, O Lord. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. You see here in Psalm 13, verses 5 and 6, David ends his lament with remembering God's past and his faithfulness and his steadfastness and his love for him from the past and that he will continue tomorrow. And David will sing to the Lord because God has dealt past tense bountifully with me. Because David in Psalm 13, verse 5, I have trusted in your steadfast love. What is this steadfast love that the psalmist talks about here in Psalm 13, verse 5? David is remembering that God's presence, his divine presence, is real. That God's divine presence is not some other out there, apart from me, away from me. Now, God is other than us, you and I have an existence, a state of being that is clearly much different than God. And God's being, his existence, is much different than ours. But here's the truth. God has revealed himself as the God whose divine presence is everywhere at every time. And God's presence is this steadfast love. Steadfastness means unchanging, always trustworthy, always stable, never departing from us. And so as David here is singing in the Psalm 13, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? What David is remembering after expressing this genuine anxiety and grief is that God reminds him in this psalm that he is steadfast and he is loving. It's this idea of chesed. It is a Hebrew concept of God's divine presence. And if God's divine presence is constant and never changing and everywhere all at the same time, 
We have to remember that even in this moment, even in this circumstance, wherever you are at this moment, God is not very far away. You see, when we think about God and where he is located, if we can even begin to wrap our minds around that, where does God reside? God resides everywhere at the same time and in all places. God is not some distant being that is unrelated to us whatsoever. Even though God is transcendent beyond time and existence, God at the same time is in heaven and at earth interacting right this very minute, and he is really just right beside us. His presence is right here, right now. The problem is our, we are blinded. We are spiritually blinded through sin and through worry and through focus in our circumstances to not see God. God tells us in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 23 through 24, I, or Am I God at hand, de declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? Jeremiah 23, verses 23 through 24, this is God himself speaking through his prophet Jeremiah, defining his very nature. I am a God at hand, declares the Lord, and I am not a God far away. That is a hope that we can take and, and, and understand and embrace. We cannot hide from God because he is everywhere. There is no secret place where we can hide from God. And God says, I fill heaven and earth. That means heaven and earth. That means that God is not just only in heaven. He is also right here in the earthly presence at the same time interacting with you and me. He is everywhere. He can see the past, the present, and the future at the same time. He knows what has come in the past. He knows what's going on here in the moment. He knows what's about to come tomorrow. He sees it all at the same time, and he interacts with you and me right this minute. So my prayer for you and my encouragement to you is at this very moment, in this very instant, are you aware of God's presence? Are you aware that he is right there listening to you? He's not far apart from you. Your cries and your laments of how much longer, oh God, are not going unnoticed. And God hears you. And God has a purpose and a plan. But it's not something that's happening only tomorrow. God has a purpose and a plan that's happening right now. Is God perhaps teaching you to take that inner child that's crying out and is impatient and trying to hold it into contempt with God, to be content with who God is and what he is doing? As we close, let us pray that God would teach us patience, but also teach us that patience through his presence, his loving embrace. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your word. And dear God, I pray for your mercies and your love upon us. I pray, dear God, that you would love us right now, 
that wherever we are, whoever is listening to this prayer right now, wherever they are, I pray, God, that you would allow them and allow all of us to know and to sense and to experience your presence, your steadfast love in this moment. Lord, you are a God who is okay with us being honest, and we can cry out to you, how much longer, God, how long do we have to wait? But dear God, I pray that you would teach us this morning what we see in your word, that you are a God who is everywhere. You are in heaven, and you are in earth. You are yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And the only thing that keeps us from seeing that is not that you are distant, but because we are blind in our sin and our anxiety. And so, God, I pray for your mercy and your love upon everybody who is hearing this word. If they are anxious, dear God, love them. If they are fearful, dear God, give them peace. Let them experience your steadfast love at this moment, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from the Word of God. Here at Sovereign Grace Baptist Church, we are here to help our community to be the light of Christ to all in this area. Please take hope and comfort in the fact that this season that we're in is temporary. It will come to an end. And when it does, Jesus Christ will be glorified. His Sovereign Grace Baptist Church, we will open our doors to public worship every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. To find out more about our church, please visit our website, sovereigngracebaptist.org. May God bless you and may he keep you safe.